SAFM leading the conversation. Late night conversations. Late night conversations. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. The time is 36 minutes after 10 on SAFM 104 to 107. I'd like to welcome the founder of the Bongs Ndima Foundation, Bongs Ndima. How are you, Bongs? Hi, how are you? I'm excellent, thank you. Uh, Bongs, um, we are right. talking about uh, men overcoming the lockdown anxiety. Now, before yeah. you and I start our conversation, I got a very interesting um WhatsApp here from Temba, who's in Rustenburg. Temba says, okay. good evening, Alcy Patricia. I think we should not call it gender-based violence, but simply criminality, because any person who is capable of killing any person, whether woman or man, is a murderer. So he must be treated as such, because keeping this narrative of gender-based violence is simply dividing men against women. We are talking mm-hmm. about anxiety that men are facing as the economy opens up. Is it an yeah. anxiety that is faced by both men or women, based on what Temba has said? Okay, um, in my opinion, I would say um, anyone who takes life or, or, or get to a point where they actually uh, commit a crime of killing someone whether by their bare hands or using anything, yes, it's it's a crime. Definitely, that person deserves to be um, accounted for and um, and and face the law. But then again, we cannot subject the whole gender-based violence as if it's something that actually takes um, or is it one-sided. It's not from men to women. Uh, what people also don't understand is that men also get abused. Uh, they might not probably report the cases as much as women do, and we might not probably hear um, like big stories as if someone uh, who got um, killed or something like that. But I, I've, we've been having quite a lot of guys come through via the organization. I mean, another guy actually got banned uh, by a girlfriend using um, cooking oil. So um, it's things like those that people don't realize. They don't make it to the media. They don't make it to... Uh, Twitter, where people now will be going around and saying men are trash and stuff like that. So if we consider that part, that gender-based violence doesn't refer to men to women, but it's across both genders. And it is violent, and we are not condoning it. And whoever commits a crime against someone, they deserve to be accountable. Well, today we are talking about overcoming the anxiety and depression as the economy opens up. Does this yes. anxiety and this depression only bears more weight to men, or is it something that also women could possi- possibly be facing? I think um, most men are likely to, 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 to be subjected to such. I mean, we, we have to understand, like, uh, most of us are coming from the whole patriarchy upbringing where a man was supposed to be the provider, a man is supposed to be the leader of their family. Um, even even if both parties in, in a relationship are working, I think it has been expected. It's something that is a norm that a man will still be a provider of that household. So that puts so much pressure on um, men in general than women. Um, 
in terms of providing, in terms of making sure the livelihoods are, are secured and everything like that. So, yes, I think men are more subjected to anxiety of trying to stabilize things, of trying to, to provide, of trying to, to head their, their families. And, um, and basically just staying afloat within this whole period. Uh, I think it's just most of us, we've never been in this situation before where we find ourselves having to, to deal with fear of a, of a possible death. You know, with something that you're not even familiar with, that alone, I think, has actually made a lot of people to be displaced. And in, 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 in we're finding ourselves dealing with 101 things, um, 101 things that probably wouldn't have been put in a position of. So obviously, by that alone, it heightens our anxiety. It, it heightens all our fears. And it, it just makes probably life more unbearable. We are speaking to Bongs Ndima about men overcoming lockdown, anxiety and depression as the economy opens up. My name is Patricia Nduli and this is Late Night Conversations. Remember, you can WhatsApp us on 0614-104-107. I'd like to take a caller, Stephen in Northwest. Thank you very much, uh, Stephen, for calling us. How are you this evening? I'm fine, thank you. Excellent. Look, man, let me rebut uh, some few statements that are already spoken. You know, in this country, whenever we talk of gender-based violence, men are portrayed as the criminal or as the offender, and it's wrong. You know, if you go to the Department of Corrections, there are sections of, of women who are jailed for killing men, for raping men, uh, for mutilating men, burning men, uh, taking their money, and all sorts of crimes committed by women. Now, these stories, and we are talking of thousands of women who do such things, you never get to hear the stories on air. One. Two, you get journalists like yourself or radio stations like yourself which don't talk about these issues, or if you talk about them, you get all right, it seems like uh, we have lost Stephen in Northwest. Uh, uh, I don't know, I think it's his line. Um, Bongs, it seems that uh, Stephen is saying to us that, uh, you know, when men are abused by women, or yeah. th- they, they are, you know, usually most of the time defenseless or the stories never make it to the media. Yeah. It, it, I think, I think, oh, sorry. My, my question to you is, is this the case? And if this yes. is the case, is the onus not to the person who has been a victim, being victimized to go and open a police case, is that where the the breakdown happens, that maybe they don't go to the police? I, I think, mm-hmm. I, I think, yeah, it's hard for a woman, like, it's hard for a woman to, re- to report rape, especially if there's lack of evidence, that's what the police will say and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, now imagine if it's a guy who's actually being abused, I mean, the, the, the stigma that is attached to the whole situation, it just makes a, a lot of male um, to not report such cases because, one, they actually scared to be stigmatized. Okay. Uh, to I want be, to, I to, want to Bongs, I want you yes. to hold it right there. The fact that yes. you have said many men are yeah. scared 
to go and report these cases yes. because they don't want to be stigmatized brings yes. to light the fact that it will never be hashtagged. It will never be on social media. No, no. journalist will know about it because no, no most men because, because most men are not going up to speak about these injustices because they don't want to be stigmatized. Now, for a caller like Stephen who says, well, journalists like ourselves and radio stations like ourselves will never talk about such things. It's an unfair yeah. statement because you run a foundation for men and you yes. are saying it to me that most men, majority of these cases, never even yeah. make it to open a case in the police station. No. No, so, no. so so, how do men then deal with their anxiety? We're going to answer that just now. I'd like us to go to a caller we've got uh, in Cape Town. Michael, Michael, thank you very much for holding. How are you this evening? I'm fine, my dear. Uh, uh, Patricia is my name, Michael. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. What's your comment? All right. I've done uh, uh, my survey all the of this week. On how does this thing come into being, of this gender being death violence? And then a lot of men were talking about cheating, 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 cheating. So, as a matter of fact, I just heard that, no, man, this thing of cheating, government must criminalize cheating and then make it a uh, 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 um, a case if a, if a partner cheats and then you go to a police station and they report your case and then being that person who is being, being, being cheating and then being charged with cheating and then it can be given its own uh, let's say the sentence or five years or three years or two years Michael, sentence. Michael <laughs> are you saying this based on cheating? No. Yeah. Okay. Or the of it of this of all these things. That's why was out of this all the whole lockdown. Uh, people have discovered a lot of secrets in the partner's phones, and yeah. then that's where all these things. Come. Michael, I think I think you've missed the point of what we are talking about right now. We are talking about men having anxiety and having to overcome that anxiety and depression as the economy opens up and. One of the byproducts, possibly, we are saying, could be the gender-based violence. Nothing to do with people cheating on each other, Michael. Thank you very much, though, for your call. Uh, Bongs, I heard you laughing there, and I understand why you're laughing, because I I don't think it's a criminal case if someone has cheated on you, um, or even a reason for you to kill someone. um, No, 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 not at all. I I think um, from what um, I've gathered um, by by dealing with uh, Barrett guys, or dealing with development, is that uh, most of them, they are propelled by the fear of loss. It, it is not um, the whole cheating thing, because sometimes the violence doesn't even start with uh, the cheating. It's probably the fear of loss and being out of control. When you can't control something in, in terms of communication in other ways, you, then they implement strategies, which most of the time end up boiling down to violence, trying to to control the person that they are with by exerting force or, or, or some sort of entrapment. So it's got nothing to do with, with cheating. Some of the violence actually, they start on minor issues, as if someone trying to have their independence, having a voice, or, or, or basically just existing. Mm. Okay, um, you know... <laughs> 
So uh, let me just go to Edward here. Edward says, Patricia, as long as South African prison facilities remain he- uh, heaven on earth, then nothing will ever change. Even new laws are brought uh, forward. SA government should take a lesson from our other fellow SADC countries. And then someone else says, uh, anonymous says, these crimes are happening every day, but these are mostly trending when it's a good-looking woman. I don't know about that fact, but yeah. And then uh, I have seen many cases. This is from Sbusiso Kabangela in Cape Town. says, I've seen many cases of gender-based violence against women on social media, and none of them was posted by the victims. Third party and journalists have found ways to get these issues online out there. So it is... It's uncalculated when to come to a man, you blame the victim for not getting these issues out. No. Sbusiso, we are not saying it's the man's fault that the issues are not out. We are saying, how will journalists, how will social media, how will even the police know when a man has been abused, raped, killed by his wife, if no one reports it? The sad part, the sad part about this whole setup is that a guy will not even tell his best friend of what transpired because obviously of stigma like I said and, and being shamed and and basically feeling less of a man so they rather come up with the lie I got mugged um, I, I tripped and fell and stuff like that so with women at least they will probably tell the best friend who will actually feel a need to post on social media then the whole trend is started. So the issue with men is that they are not opening up about what they are going through. It's not because no one cares about them. Because even if they do come to the foundation, they are still reluctant in actually giving the, the factual information of what exactly what transpired. transpired. Yeah, so yes. let me go through, before we take a, a bit of a breather, let me go through some of the um, messages as well. Uh, Anonymous says, let's be honest, Stephen was right about women being abusive. Women take advantage of the law for it's in their favor. And then uh, Morris says, good evening, Patricia. I don't buy the statement by your guest that men are most affected by the lockdown anxiety. My take is that both men and women are equally affected. What happens, um, uh, what about households that are headed by women? And then uh, the next one is anonymous as well. Says, uh, good evening, Patricia. Thank you for a very beautiful show. Men are also bruised and they are bleeding, but because they want to be known as these strong people, known to be the head of the family, everyone looking up to them hence anxiety generally they feel like the law favors women most and they do not talk about issues when that anger piles and piles and what happens at the end he hurts people around him trying to show them how he feels of which is not good if only there could be a way of assisting them to deal with issues the right way let's take a bit of a breather we'll be back after this uh, the number to dial if you'd like to interact with us is uh, 0891 uh, 104207 or whatsapp 0861410407 late night conversations late night conversations monday to thursday 10 p.m. till midnight
SAFM 104-107 nationwide. Uh, this is uh, the Late Night Conversations. We're having social conversations here with the founder of Bong Sindema Foundation, which is an organization that deals with uh, men and the issues that they face. We are talking about men overcoming anxiety and depression and also linking it to, to gender-based violence, gender-based violence, which is something quite topical. I've got... Um, Anonymous on the line. Uh, Anonymous, thank you very much for holding patiently. And how are you this evening? I'm okay. Thanks, and you? I'm well, thanks. Although we are talking about a topic that is very heart-wrenching on both men and female in our society in general. Yes, it is indeed. So, Anonymous, my producer tells us that you'd like to share your story and relate it to us. Uh, this problem of gender-based violence is a very subject that touches me a lot because it happened to me in 2008 when I met at my fiancé. And uh, it was very painful. I, I met at her and then I stabbed the man, you know, she was with. And then from from there, I drank poison, trying to commit suicide. But I didn't die because I wanted to die as well, but I did not die. Uh, I was arrested. I went to prison. And when I was in prison, I wrote a book entitled My True Confessions because I said to myself, what I went through, I want to assist other men because I discovered that what I did, maybe other men are going through it. So they, they don't find answers, you know, to cope with, with, with the situation. So I came out of prison in 2015. And then now I'm going around speaking to churches and speaking to young boys, you know, to kind of respect women. Anonymous, um, I'd like to understand something relating to what you've just told us. In It's yes. only seven years or less that this incident happened. So you were only arrested for seven years for murder and stabbing someone. I was sentenced to 18 years in prison, imprisonment. And then, the, 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 and then I served the... And then I, I, I was sentenced, it was 18 years old in all. But you but served the good seven. Behavior, the good behavior in prison, and I served seven and a half years. Also, I did not deny, you know, I just confessed everything and then I was sorry for it. And when you go back, when you go back into the communities and you say now you've written a book and you're remorseful, you go back into the communities, what exactly is it that you're telling men? Are you telling them don't do this or are you helping them with the psychological process that goes into you know, a, a, a person who, mm, who, who, who commits exactly, a crime of killing? Exactly. Well, what I've noticed is that when I speak, there was a conference sometime back in Deden and then I attended that conference and when I spoke in that conference from the experiences, at least men were able to listen to me because this is the person who experienced this. So what I've discovered that when I speak to men, at least they can hear because this is what happened to me and this is what I have done. And what is interesting also, you know, this afternoon, there's a young man on Facebook. 
he wrote something very interesting, and he said, uh, I so wish no one is sleeping with my girlfriend. I immediately said to him, look, that is a very dangerous statement, because if she is sleeping, what are you going to do? Mm. Because it starts there, this problem, so, where you think that your, your girlfriend is with someone else, and then because she is someone else, she is doing everything that you and her are doing. So I told him not to ever, ever say that again. Anonymous. So when I speak to men, hello? Anonymous, it seems that it's a, it's a socialization issue, but it is also an issue of ownership that men usually have mm. over women. Mm. Hence, we see the crimes that we are seeing right now. We commend you for coming out and being honest. I think I'd like okay. our producer to keep your number. Uh, there are a lot of other discussions that I'd love to have with you particularly uh, based on your experience and based on okay. what you tell other men because that is very yes. important. And you are saying that other men listen to you because you're an ex-offender. And I wonder if can, other can, men would listen to other mm. men who have never offended. But because of time, I need can, to take can, another caller. Can, mm. Anonymous, I need to take another okay. caller, unfortunately. We'll have another discussion okay. at some other All time. Right. Uh, Benzito, right. make sure okay. he keeps your number. Right. Uh, Bongs, I know you also want to piff Mula there. You want to breathe and say something. But before you do, let's move to Musa. Musa is in Durban and has been patiently holding. Good evening, Musa. Someone of you, Pat, how are you? Well, thank you. How are you? I'm... Awesome. So glad to be on your show tonight. I'm excited. But uh, the subject, obviously, um, is serious. And um, I want to comment firstly um, about uh, Mr. Anonymous, who just spoke now. I'm so moved uh, by the fact that at least, you know, he is able to take ownership of his um, actions. And he um, he's making some amends, you know. In fact, a part of me feels that he should um, do more. Um, he can do what your brother Bongs there is doing and maybe have an NGO. And I'm glad that you also think that you uh, if, if you want to engage him further uh, because it is easier for men to listen to a perpetrator and know exactly what is it that goes uh... on. I'm so sorry uh, to do this to you, Musa. I just realized it's now 11 o'clock. Zolega Kodashe is sitting with a pretty smile. She wants to do the news for us. So just hold that thought. Uh, Bongs will be back with you again after this. Let's move to Zolega Kodashe. Late Night Conversations. Late Night Conversations. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Thank you very much, Zolega Kodashe. This is Late Night Conversations. In about 10 minutes, we will be, in fact, three minutes, we'll be moving on to our clairvoyant medium conversations with Makosis Kakana. But for now, let us wrap up the conversation that we had with uh, uh, Bongs and Dima. But before that, let's start off with Umusa. Musa, um, just give us in a couple of seconds uh, your your thoughts. Yes, let me just go straight to the point uh, um uh, firstly, I want to state categorically that there is absolutely no reason or excuse why a man should kill a woman under no circumstances. Um, it does not matter whether a man is unemployed or whether a woman has treated or whether a man feels um, that um, he's been 
wrongly um, done by the woman, but there is absolutely no excuse that a woman um, should be murdered at the hand of a man simply because um, she has decided to act a particular way to hurt a man. Um, totally agree with you. Say. And I feel that it is unfair, it is not correct for us as men during this time to want to equate um, the plight of women to what men are going through. This is not the time to say uh, men are also suffering, men are also abused, because when we do that, we are merely comparing apples with oranges, because the rate at which um, these things happen are not the same. Uh, the frequency at which these things happen are not the same as well. So we cannot say when women are dying, when our sisters, our mothers, um, and dying left, right, and center, almost on a daily basis, guys. This is not the time for us as men to come and say uh, on a pl- public platform uh, that men are also abused. Um, that's all. Thank you very much for your views there, uh, Musa, because it's almost the analogy of a man or of a two houses burning and the one house uh, one house is burning and the one next to it is not burning. Which house do you save first? And right now it is the house that is burning as opposed to the one that's not burning. Quickly before we wrap up with bongs, I see here Anonymous says if men who are raped um, and they don't go to report it to the police, obviously it's not going to reach the media so they can only blame themselves. If no one knows about you being raped or abused, how can they help you? And then the other person says men don't report abuse by women because the police officers, and in brackets it says Cosmo City SAPS, would make fun of them or would not even listen to what they have to say, especially if the case involves a woman beating a man or threatens his life, talking from experience. That's anonymous. And uh, the last one says, Patricia, I was slapped by my the mother of my child today back on the road in front of community members for simply questioning why was she standing with another man who was her former boyfriend. Everyone laughed, but if I had returned the favor, it was not going to be a laughing matter. This is really painful. Bonks, yes. the anxiety of men and the yeah. depression and the men yeah. crying foul. And I've heard what Musa says. And what yes. Musa says is true. We cannot say, we are not putting one above the other. No. Nope. Everyone has anxiety right now. The pandemic has hit all of us. We are all anxious because at one level or another, if we are adults, we are breadwinners. Yeah. Um, and there's no excuse for such violence or, or such hurt. Let's wrap up. No, definitely there isn't. Um, and we're not saying that we... We're not condoning, we're not saying that our women are, they shouldn't complain or whatever the case might be. We're just saying to men, okay, there is a pandemic in place. We are all frustrated, but then there's other ways of addressing issues. If you can't verbally talk to someone, then write your feelings down, write your frustrations down, write whatever that you're not okay with. Send a text message, write a letter, do something, but it shouldn't be resolved violence because at the end of the day when you guys met you were not fighting you were communicating so use the same strategy that you were using when you met to communicate your frustrations now it shouldn't resolve to violence that's what we're saying thank you so very much bongs and how do people reach you especially men who are frustrated at this point how do they reach you at the bongs and Dima foundation okay we've got a whatsapp line which makes things easier for most people 
Uh, our WhatsApp line is 076-690-5884. Or they can reach us on all our on all social pages, basically. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, um, and uh, Twitter. It's at Bongsindima Foundation. Excellent. Thank you very much, Bongs. Have a good evening. This is SAFM. And I did uh, speak to uh, Ben Zito, who's our producer, uh, Anonymous, who came on air talking about uh, his murder case. Well, we'll have him on Wednesday evening. Make sure you are tuned in. This is SAFM Late Night Conversations. It's time for us to close the door, tell anyone and everyone under the age of 18 to vacate the space because it's time for Closet Conversations.